Well, you are listening to The Meeting House here on Faith Radio, and it is great to welcome back to the program the pastor, the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Tustin, California. His name is Barry Stagner, and he has a new book. In fact, it is coming out next week, next Tuesday to be exact. It's called The Time of the Signs. A Chronology of Earth's Final Events. And the last time that you and I had the opportunity to chat, we talked about the significance of what, at the time, this was in October, just after the attack of the Hamas terror group on Israel and some of the implications of that and how it relates to what we see in the pages of the scriptures. So, Pastor Barry Stagner, thank you for spending some time with us today here on The Meeting House on Faith Radio to talk about the time of the signs. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Bob. It's always great to chat with you. We had a great time last time. Looking forward to our time together today. Well, I agree. Looking forward to it as well. So let's I guess, update our listeners. We're continuing to keep our eyes. Of course, since you and I talked, there has been the retaliation by Israel, and there has been, well, a sizable amount of conflict in that area. As now we look at, say, three months after that initial attack, what are some of the developments that you are seeing and the significance of them? Well, Bob, I think the most significant thing that's happening is uh, we mentioned it last time about Zechariah and uh, Israel becoming a burdensome stone. And uh, it is truly becoming that to many, many nations. We've watched the protests develop around the world. And I was just speaking with uh, actually uh, last evening with uh, a dear friend who is an Israeli, who's a born again Christian. And uh, we were chatting and, and my question to him was what you know what we can't fathom what's this like or what this is like and and you know give us a a boots on the ground perspective and his his comment was you know i've always had uh, people who kind of attacked me for being an israeli jewish person who's a christian he said but now the whole nation is under attack and uh, the anti-Semitism is growing, he said. And this is something he's experienced for the first time. Uh, you know, it isn't just being a Christian. Now it's being a Jew. And Israel, according to the Bible, is going to take center stage in world affairs in the last days. So I think if we're going to highlight anything as being on top of the heap, so to speak, uh, it is Israel moving into that place and the world being intoxicated uh, with the nation of Israel in the sense that they are just consumed by uh, what's happening there uh, with Israel. And, you know, Bob, I think, you know, the, the spiritual aspect of it is being highlighted for us now, too. Uh, sadly, much of it in, in within Christendom, where people are are chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And, you know, the curious thing about that is, you know, we we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We want to see Jews come to Christ. And yet the people who claim to know Christ as Savior and Lord are chanting for the destruction of the Jewish people and the overthrow of the homeland. So, you know, it, it so many things are happening that are advancing the prophetic narrative, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, in relation to the nation of Israel. 
Well, in this book, The Time of the Signs, again due out next week, you actually refer to Israel as God's timepiece. I think that is incredible language. Elaborate on what people can take away from that imagery. Well, Bob, you know, when uh, May 14th, 1948 rolled around, a lot of things that were unclear to Bible interpreters, and especially those who studied Bible prophecy, uh, kind of snapped into focus. And this is consistent with what Daniel was told in Daniel 12:4, that, you know, the vision was sealed until the appointed time, and it would be made known in the latter days in ways that previous generations couldn't understand it. And for really, no exaggeration, millennia, people weren't sure exactly what Ezekiel 37 was all about and the regathering of the Jews from the places where God had scattered them. And then all of a sudden, as Isaiah wrote, a nation was born in a day. And, uh, you know, the Declaration of Statehood on that day, May 14th, our calendar, U.S. uh, time and date, but uh, the 15th in Israel. And a nation was literally born in a day. And this began to advance the prophetic narrative. And this is why I say, you know, Israel is God's timepiece. He has measured time throughout the 69 weeks of the 70 that were uh, determined for Daniel's people in the holy city. We saw the march toward the Messiah in the divisions of the 69 weeks, the the first uh, grouping of seven and followed by 62, and now we have, again, the 70th week that I believe is on the horizon, where it is a time, it's called the time of Jacob's trouble, the great and terrible day of the Lord, but it is when God finalizes his discipline on the nation of Israel, judges a Christ-rejecting world, and leads to Zechariah 12.10, when the Jews are going to look upon the surviving Jews, that is, are going to look upon the one whom they pierced and mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. So we can prophetically march through the last day's calendar and scenario uh, simply by watching the nation of Israel. You are listening to Meeting House here on Faith Radio. Barry Stagner, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel in Tustin, California, joining us today, the author of the forthcoming book called The Time of the Signs. Now, you previously had written a book was a bestseller called Bible Prophecy, The Essentials. So how does this new work differ from that previous book? Well, the previous book was taken from myself and my friend Amir Sarfati uh, doing Q&A periods during COVID. A lot of people, we you know, travel, we shut down, and uh, we travel extensively together. And uh, so we just went online and answered people's questions. And we took the 70 most commonly asked question, questions and took the transcripts from those radio programs or internet programs and, and made them into a book, cleaned it up, you know, as far as uh, grammar and that sort of thing, of course, had it edited. But uh, the book that uh, is coming out on Tuesday, The Time of the Signs, gets into a lot more of the apologetic aspect of it. And For instance, the rapture of the church. Why should we believe in the rapture of the church? Why is it necessary to believe in the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, even though it's not a salvation issue? It is important for the integrity of Scripture uh, that we understand it within the framework that's being presented overall. 
in, in the whole of the Bible and specifically related to the nation of Israel once again. So, you know, if we look at the, the chronology of events as they unfold throughout the course of history, the one of the questions or some of them, I should say, that often pop up is when is this going to happen in the timeline of prophetic events? When's the Ezekiel War? Uh, how, you know, does the tribulation unfold? What happens during it? Uh, is the rapture before it, in the middle of it, or at the end of it? And, uh, it, you know, the book is based on scripture, and the answers are scriptural. And, uh, you know, so it's not simply uh, an attempt to answer common questions, but rather it's more of an apologetic about why we believe what we believe about the last day scenario. Well, Pastor Barry, I'm so glad that you brought this up because you talk about, and there are these terms that we hear, and I think there's a tendency to use them interchangeably. For instance, you mentioned the rapture of the church. We also hear the term, the second coming of Christ. And sometimes those are used interchangeably. Someone might even talk about the millennial reign of Christ or Armageddon. And all of these are obviously events on the prophetic timetable. And they're addressed in scripture. I want to go to the, and when we talk about the, the time of the signs, there are a lot of signs that Jesus preaches about in what's called the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapter 24. So when he's talking about it and says things like, and I believe this is in the Luke account, lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh, is Jesus talking about his coming to get his church and the rapture? Is he talking about the second coming, the entirety of the Olivet Discourse? What are these signs, I guess, what are these signs pointing to? Well, you know, a lot of people talk about, uh, you know, from their perspective that the Olivet Discourse is strictly related to Israel. And I wouldn't agree with that because of the phraseology that's incorporated in Matthew 24 specifically, where Jesus talks about in the days before the flood. Now, the flood was a time of God's global wrath. So if we were going to take that and paraphrase it, what he would say is that in the time before my global wrath, so in other words, for our purposes, in the time before the tribulation, here's what life is going to be like on earth. And he said, no man knows the day or the hour, but as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns. So, you know, if we consider what Luke and Matthew both wrote down concerning the Olivet Discourse, we know that there was buying and selling, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. So that represents an indifference to the impending signs of judgment because we know that Noah built a boat on dry land for 120 years on a planet where it did not rain. And Peter says Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So for 120 years, he's building a boat on land, never rained before. Uh, Genesis 7 says that the flood was when the heavens opened, and and he was preaching righteousness this whole time, and yet eight people were on the boat. And uh, interesting that Ken Ham and his art project, uh, one of the highlights uh, of what he reveals through just simply the size of the boat, is there was room for thousands and thousands of people on that boat, and uh, but only eight got on it. And Jesus made the the point that prior to 
his global wrath last time. This time it will be the same. People will be just a business as usual, laissez-faire attitude, even though the environment around all of us is rich with signs that something is coming. And I think one of the things, Bob, I'm sure you've heard it, that people are commenting on in these uh, recent days is there's just something ominous uh, coming or impending. And uh, there's a, I hear that all over the place, that people really since 2024 is going to bring with it some rather uh, disturbing things. And, you know, for for us today, I think we, we need to realize that there is, as you pointed out, there's a difference between the rapture and the second coming. Uh, the rapture is the instantaneous translation of living human beings into the presence of the uh, eternal and uh, the eternal realm, that is. And the, the second coming, we come back with him, as Revelation 19, 11 to 16 clearly points out. Uh, so they are two distinct events, spaced seven years apart. And, um, you know, I think, again, the rapture is critically necessary to be understood as distinct from uh, the second coming for those reasons. Well, you are listening to Meeting House here on Faith Radio. Pastor Barry Stagner from Calvary Chapel in Tustin, California, joining us today. And the new book is called The Time of the Signs. And the subtitle is A Chronology of Earth's Final Events. And I just pulled up here, Matthew chapter 24, and there are all sorts of signs here. This is the Olivet Discourse that we were referring to Earlier, And we hear, for instance, verse 6, wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, earthquakes. So when we look at even some of the things that we're facing today, we see natural disasters that are taking place. We see these conflicts all across the globe. Even, and I believe that you also talk about some of the economic conditions that we are facing. Certainly, there is going to be a world economy that we find during the Great Tribulation period that is going to be predicated on allegiance to the Antichrist. So what do you see as some of the, the major signs that we're experiencing here and now in the United States that really are a foreshadowing of of what could be coming in the in the last days in the tribulation period well there's a multitude of things i think that are are increasing in frequency and intensity like jesus summed up as you uh read a moment ago or mentioned a moment ago i i like to call matthew 24 3 to 8 the preamble to the all of it discourse <laughs> where he kind of sets the stage and um you know he he closes that with these are the beginning of sorrows. And that can be translated as the commencement of birth pangs. So the things that he mentions there uh, are an answer to a question asked by four of the disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. So they are specific to the question, which was about the last days and the signs of its coming. So, uh, you know, we see the, the word uh, nation against nation. That's the Greek word ethnos, and uh, it, it means ethnicities. So there'll be ethnic tensions. He uses the word kingdom against kingdom, or the phrase kingdom against kingdom. That word, the Greek term is basileia. And uh, interesting about that word, uh, at the root of it, it means the right to rule. So people are going to be fighting over the right to rule. And what, look at what's happening in America. Uh, you know, lots of heinous things being said about Netanyahu. 
in Israel to try and get him uh, removed from his position. And, you know, so we see this, this bickering over the right to rule. Ecuador right now, here you've got the cartels fighting with the government and, you know, and it's all about the right to rule. And then, of course, during the tribulation, uh, there'll be uh, pestilence or, or plagues, obviously. And then uh, the famine is going to reach a degree where under the rider of the third horse of the famed four horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, a quart of wheat or, or three quarts of barley, which is the cheaper grain, is going to cost a whole day's pay, uh, which is the equivalent to one meal for one person. And so how are you going to feed a family? So the, all the economic things we're seeing now are precursors to what's going to ultimately be fulfilled during the tribulation. But as you also mentioned, Bob, the technology and all the mechanics of monitoring global commerce are already in place. And to me, I think that's just something that we need to highlight and, and consider as a marker in time because, you know, if the, the structure is being built, I mean, it's like a house. You see the framework going up, you know what's coming next. And so now we have the framework for the mark of the beast and the Antichrist to dictate who can buy and sell uh, mm. through the technology that's already available today. It's interesting you were talking about the Internet broadcast that you and Amir Sarfati had done during the COVID-19 pandemic. Did you get, And when you said that, something popped in my mind. I think it's actually timely here as we end up our conversation. Did you get the sense at that time and also with people that were asking questions on these various programs that you did, were you sensing that what was going on during COVID-19 was that something that maybe also was a foreshadowing of what could be coming upon the earth in the future? Oh, absolutely. There's nothing in the course of modern human history that has united the globe more than the COVID pandemic. There was a, there was a universal, truly a global approach, a global attitude towards this, and it was based on the vaccine acceptance or rejecting and uh, all these things just brought the whole world together to fight a common enemy. And, you know, there have been empires over the, the, the course of history that would be deemed as world governing empires or world uh, rulers. But there's never really been a literal uh, single global empire. You know, even the, the Roman Empire at the Pax Romana, you know, at its zenith. It didn't rule the whole world. Uh, it ruled a section of the world. But truly, for the first time in history, we had, under the COVID-19 pandemic, we had a world that was united behind a single cause. And therefore, the world became, uh, in a sense, uh, uh, bowing before, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, a single uh, united entity that was seeking to govern the activities of the planet. And um, it, it, without question, in my mind, Bob, really turned a corner as far as the globalist thinking. Mm. And think about all of the opportunists that are out there, the globalist, if you will, and really taking advantage of this health situation and using it to consolidate power and 
I think we, I think humanity as a whole found itself very vulnerable during that time. And it's, it's something that really, I think, illustrates to us how it is very feasible that you would have a one world government that would would come into power as we see prophesied in the pages of the scriptures. Yeah, and it's interesting, Bob, because, you know, when you're looking through prophetic scripture, you know, the, the quickly or suddenly uh, comes, uh, is mentioned frequently. And, you know, even the book of Revelation uh, opens with Jesus mentioned, I'm, I'm showing you the things that will shortly take place, meaning in quick succession. And, you know, if you, you think about what you just mentioned, that this globalist mentality, it happened in the span of months, really. And now here we've got another spoke on the prophetic wheel with the nation of Israel uh, hmm. taking its place with the rest of the world in the intoxicating uh, desire to isolate Israel, as Zechariah 12, 2 and 3 talks about. And, and it happened just in days so we are seeing things that would, I think, mimic the later stages of labor that Jesus was talking about uh, in Matthew 24, 3 to 8, verse 8 specifically. So, you know, it, it's just incredible the speed at which things yeah. are happening. And uh, I had uh, I did a program with Jan Markell the other day, and she was mentioning, you know, that didn't we, you know, think that by now the digital currency would be in place. And uh, the comment I made to Jan was that, well, everything is in place. All they got to do is flip the switch. And uh, next thing you know, the world is under a single currency or digital currency, at least, because all of the necessary components of it are already in place and in use. And um, we can move into a digital age uh, rapidly as far as currency goes. We're already you know, I mean, think about the amount of, of debt the United States has and the money they give away. Uh, that hmm. money doesn't exist. <laughs> it's just all electronic uh, and, and uh, phony money, so to speak. But uh, we're, the world is ready and uh, is being made ready, I think, um, more and more by the minute uh, in these closing seconds of the age of the Gentiles. Hmm. The Time of the Signs, a chronology of Earth's final events. Pastor Barry Stagner joining us today. <laughs> Put you on the spot here. About 30 seconds or so. Main takeaway from this book. Well, I think it's just a, a book that should get us both excited and uh, compassionate. Uh, I think knowing what's coming because God has, has given us the whole of the story. He's given us the back of the book, so to speak. So we know where we're going. We can be confident along the way. And, and as the old saying goes, the only thing you can take to heaven with you is people. So we should be passionate for lost souls as we have the glorious expectation of the appearance of Christ in the air to meet us and be with him forever. Mm. Senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Tustin, California, Barry Stagner, joining us today. How can people connect with you online? Well, the church website is calvarycoc.org. And, Bob, we just recently moved and had to change our name to Calvary Central Orange County. Uh, but we were 23 years at Calvary Chapel Tustin. Um, or you can go to my website, which is barrystagner.com. 
And uh, the church website is where teachings are found. My YouTube channel, just under my name, is uh, is where teachings can be found as well. Excellent. Pastor, thank you so much for spending some time with us today here on The Meeting House on Faith Radio. Privilege to be with you, Bob. Thanks for having me.